0: Welcome to A to Z Sports. I'm Zach Bingham. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter. And we are A to Z Sports live in the mornings on YouTube and on Facebook and on Twitch. We got you covered and we got you covered because of our title sponsor, BetMGM. Download the BetMGM app today. Use the bonus code ATOZ Sports. That is always a good solution when you download BetMGM. Also, our presenting sponsors that include Krebs Kubota. That's Krebs with a K. They've got three Middle Tennessee locations. They are your trusted Kubota dealer. Aura, if you've ever gotten spam calls, well, have them stop. How you have them stop is you go to Aura, slash A to Z. Get a two-week free trial. I've done it. Sam's done it. Austin's done it. And many viewers have done it. And they stop the spam calls. It works. Two-week free trial at aura.com slash a to z wilson county hyundai your perfect make and model is right around the corner at wilsoncountyhyundai.com farm bureau health plans of tennessee i've trusted farm bureau health plans over the last several years and you can too by visiting fbhp.com slash a and the bone and joint institute The Bone and Joint Institute has a state-of-the-art facility down in Franklin, Tennessee, and satellite locations throughout Middle Tennessee. So if you're hurt or injured, you got a a bad shoulder or ankle, visit a specialist at the Bone and Joint Institute. All right, Sam, let's officially get this party started and talk about what's been going on in minicamp, but kind of set the tone for yesterday. And this is usually sometimes how it goes, is the last day of OTAs in this off season in June not everybody shows up so give us a quick par- practice report on the veterans that did and did not show up and who practiced who did not practice and kind of how that affected yesterday's practice as they closed things out for the off season
1: yeah i mean attendance was down from what you would typically see at a mandatory mini camp certainly at other voluntary OTAs You didn't have Traylon Burks out there on the practice field. You didn't have Derrick Henry out there on the practice field. Daniel Brunskill, one of the veterans on offense that wasn't out there. And really the majority of the starting defense. I think you had Roger McCreary. You had Christian Fulton returning to the practice field. And you had Arden Key. Just about everybody else within the Titans starting defense was not present yesterday. That's Bayard, that's Hooker, that's Rice, Alshire, Simmons, Autry, you name it, they weren't there. Uh, Mike Vrabel said after practice that, you know, this is voluntary. Like you said, this late into the offseason, not really uncommon to see some guys choosing to not show up uh, for the last practice. And so everything that we talk about today, both from an offensive and defensive perspective, kind of keep this in mind you have to take it with a grain of salt knowing you're not going against the first team defense and you are missing both derrick henry and your biggest pass catching threat in Traylon burks
0: yeah and you know this is kind of earned right the the veterans earn the ability to skip the last day of school essentially and yeah and they take advantage of it. I don't think it's necessarily a big deal. It's been happening for years and years and years since I've covered it, uh, covered the team. And it will continue to happen. You know, I think the big thing is what I look for is the mandatory minicamps. You know, there is a storyline in Buffalo with Stefan Diggs. You know, That's a story, in my opinion. What the Titans have had, I think the storylines are usually, uh, or at least this year, have been on the practice field. They haven't been off. And so that's a good thing. Mike Vrabel, I think, also he sets a tone. He's been here long enough as the head coach of the Titans. He's earned enough respect from these players. He is a player himself, right? So he, I, I, and I don't know this, but he probably skipped the last day of OTAs uh, for the Patriots. I don't know how Bill Belichick ran his his system, but it's not surprising. Uh, it's really about the work that was done. One thing, though, Sam, that I did like, I liked that Ryan Tannehill was there. I think that you know Ryan Tannehill is in a contract year, and when you're a quarterback making twenty seven million dollars and you are in a contract year, you're trying to make another twenty seven. Hell, you're really trying to make thirty one now uh, because of inflation. And Ryan Tannehill putting in the work and with. The new wide receivers, the young wide receivers, the young tight ends—you got to build that rapport. Will DeAndre Hopkins be a part of that? We'll find out as he visits New England today uh, on a Thursday. But you know what I really focus on is—is is this backup quarterback battle? I think it's—it's it's easy to see that Ryan Tannehill's the starter. I believe that that was the solution all along. I've said that all off season. Whether it was Malik Willis, whether it was Anthony Richardson, whether it was Will Levis, it didn't matter who the backup quarterback was. I felt like they should see Ryan Tannehill's contract through. It is a a recipe that is proven with Ryan Tannehill and Derrick Henry to win games. Now, how many games? We'll find that out. But you've seen, I think, the emergence of Traylon Burks looking different and Chig looking different. The offensive line obviously looks different. It's this backup quarterback is, that, is, that is the storyline for these Tennessee Titans.
1: I really think it's one of the more interesting and underrated storylines in the entire NFL. Like, I don't feel like this is getting talked about nationally at all. It's very much a local story for Titans fans to dive into. But Zach, this is really, really fascinating to me. Because like you said, Ryan Tannehill is the starter. But Malik Willis and Will Levis aren't just competing to be Ryan Tannehill's 2023 backup. These two are essentially competing to be the future. And Mike Vrabel, Rand Carthon, they're going to have some really difficult decisions to make in the near future about what direction this franchise goes at the quarterback position. I don't think, What well, this is a conversation I'm sure we'll have later into the offseason. I don't think Ryan Tannehill is back as the titan starter next year pretty much regardless of what happens on the field i just don't see that scenario playing itself out given what Tannehill would demand as a free agent given where the titans are trying to do and how they're trying to streamline their talent and get younger and cheaper etc so this year's battle between levis and willis isn't just about who is the next guy up in case of injury it's about next year and the next two to five seasons after that, which is really, really fascinating uh, to kind of keep an eye on as training camp and as these mini camps and OTAs have been underway. Well, you bring up a good point because, you know, I think if Ryan Tannehill wins a Super Bowl,
0: it's going to be hard to to let him go. But, yeah. the, you know, that's a, that's a wild pipe dream and the Titans have never won a Super Bowl. So we don't want to throw that scenario out. I do think that Ryan Tannehill knows that he has to perform at an all-time high this year to continue to get the money that he has gotten. And he earned that money with an AFC Championship appearance, but since then he's fallen short in multiple seasons. I think you bring up that these two quarterbacks, this is a unique situation because you've got two young, not first-round quarterback draft picks in back-to-back years that are not only going to be competing for the backup job this year, but next year, I don't think it's just going to be easy. I don't think it's just going to be, well, Malik Willis has won the job, or Will Levis has won the job. And a second versus a third-round quarterback, there's no really justification of like the Bryce Young over Andy Dalton. They had to do that, right? That makes logical sense to elevate your number one overall pick that you traded for 2 weeks after, you know, you get in the OTAs, that makes sense. I don't know if it makes sense to just elevate Willis or Levis at any point in time, maybe next offseason. You want to have them compete and that's what's probably going to happen and we're I feel like Sam we're just in the start of this competition. So this kind of brings us to what practice has represented. I'm really curious to hear your side of things because you've been on the ground floor at practice each and every day of these OTAs and mini camps. You've seen the ups and downs of these quarterbacks and let's, let's go through that because I, I do think that that there's a ton of value to see how Will Levis has developed and over the last year, plus how Malik Willis has developed. So we're going to get to that, but first going to tell everybody about Farm Bureau health plans of Tennessee Plan on them for health, dental, and vision, 200-plus locations across the state of Tennessee. Farm Bureau Health plans, I switched uh, almost two years ago, about a year and a half ago, and man, am I glad that I did. I get a great plan. I get a free teledoc conferences when I'm sick to get prescriptions. If I need that, I have used that before. I get dental coverage. You got vision, so I get a contact allowance. It really is a great plan for me. And it can be a great plan for you and your family, whether you have a wife and kids or you're single. That's Farm Bureau Health Plans of Tennessee. Visit FBHP.com slash A-T-O-Z.
1: Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use that bonus code on the bottom of your screen. ATOZ Sports, when you log on to the BetMGM app, place your first bet. And even if it misses, you can get up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet. That's up to one thousand dollars in the form of a bonus bet. If your first bet misses, when you use the code ATOZ Sports on the BetMGM app, make every game and every play mean that much more with the King of Sportsbooks and get with BetMGM.com.
0: All right, Sam. Let's. I'll let you go through this. Well, what has been your opinion on? And let's start with the overall, and then we'll kind of get to to yesterday because I think don't you believe that yesterday was. I mean, it was kind of telling uh, from what I saw reports and what you've kind of mentioned on the pre-show call. But kind of go through this of what you've seen from these two quarterbacks.
1: Well, I think the overall expectation coming into OTAs, coming into, you know, this entire offseason and these practices, I expected Will Levis to be above Malik Willis, noticeably above him. We heard, even if the production wasn't there, that Will Levis was coming from a pro-style offense at Kentucky, that he was experienced under center, that he was experienced in play action. The tape suggested as much when you looked at some of his highlights and some of his game footage from college. That was the player I expected to see some of. You know, I knew there might be some turnover issues. I knew there might be some accuracy issues. But overall, I felt like I had seen what Malik Willis had to offer and Will Levis was going to be the Titans' second quarterback. It has become apparently clear to me, very clear to me over the last few weeks, that this is a legitimate battle, that these two guys are close. Yesterday, Malik Willis was much, much better than Will Levis. I I thought Malik had a great practice. He was efficient down in the red zone. Spot on with a lot of his throws, ended practice with a couple nice touchdown passes, looked like he was having fun, and Will Levis had turned the ball over three times. He threw interceptions on back-to-back plays, one to Elijah Molden, one over the top to Alonzo Davis trying to throw it deep, and it hasn't felt like really a difference. These two guys have gone back and forth like this, And it really puts into perspective the battle that the Titans might have on their hands. They said they wanted Malik to get better at being in time, at letting the football rip, at trusting separation and throwing the ball. Those are things I've noticed a pretty substantial difference in in his game from last year at this time to this year at this time. Now question marks will remain about Malik's ability to see it and do it at speed. But I think this is a lot closer than Titans fans wanted to believe heading into the off season. And I guess the common perception of things were with the Titans quarterback room. Well, a couple of comments here and uh, it's kind of funny, you know, amnesia
0: says it was one day. Let's not celebrate basically like forget about it, but And I I don't disagree with that, but, you know, did Malik Willis throw three picks
1: in one practice this offseason? Maybe. Not in front of the media. Like, I mean, this was the first time we had seen any quarterback throw an interception in front of the media, and Will Levis happened to do it three times. And I, I don't think this take is based on one practice here or there. There are certainly days that Will Levis has looked better than Malik Willis. Malik Willis has had days that he has not looked very good. But overall, when I kind of weigh the eight or so practices that I've gotten to see since the season wrapped, these guys keep going like this. I mean, it's not really just a one day. Let's blow it out of proportion with Malik. I think it's just more to say, I don't feel like Will Levis has separated himself from Malik. And I think Malik has done some things to show me growth. How much growth we'll find out when it comes down to like a real live rep in a preseason game and seeing what he has to offer. But I have seen it on the practice field. Now it's a matter of how much can that translate?
0: Yeah. And, you know, Will Levis, the problem with Will Levis coming out of college was not his his physique, it wasn't his arm strength, it wasn't his release. It was about his decision-making. It was, what do you do with this skill set that you have? What do you do with this rocket arm? And I do think decision-making, especially in the NFL and practice, that can be developed. And Will Levis was just thrown into the fire. And Malik Willis has the benefit of having a full year, right? Like, he is familiar with Tim Kelly. It's a different offense, so I'm not saying it's that close, but – he, he has practiced in the NFL before, right? He has played in an NFL game. He's started in an NFL game. All of these things that Will Levis has not done, it's what is going to happen in training camp to separate these two, right? Because in training camp, it is stacking days. Can you stack really good days and do not stack three interception days? And that's going to be the struggle for these two quarterbacks. And, you know, here's the other thing, which is an outlier. Let's say they signed DeAndre Hopkins. Ryan Tannehill's going to get reps. Like, he has to. It's a contract year. He's got to develop more rapport with Traylon Burks because he didn't play as much with him last year or with Chig because of an injury due to, due to Burks less than Chig, but also to Tannehill. He's never played or held. He never even met DeAndre Hopkins before this week, so I that's going to take away backup and third string reps. So you got to make the most out of these. That's why I think I put a lot of value on you know this June edition of this backup battle of Willis and Levis, and and kind of figure out who has a little bit of the high ground. So I guess I would ask you, do you, is it even? Do, who has the I mean, we knew going into this that you know Will Levis was the third string quarterback as said by Mike Vrabel. What did you see over the last couple of weeks? Was he taking all third string reps? Is he still the third string quarterback? Is it
1: is it close? Is it tied? What what in your opinion, where is it? Yeah, I think Will Levis is still number three. Uh I do think it's it's close. Uh, But I have not been given any reason to believe that has changed or will change at least until further notice until training camp when I get to see, uh, you know, some more complete longer practices and see what these guys have to offer. But uh, Will Levis was taking majority third string reps for the entire summer for each of the last five weeks or and, and eight practices or whatever it's been Malik has been the number two. And I don't feel like Levis has inserted himself into that conversation and proved to have more than Malik. You mentioned something I think is really important, Zach, which is experience. This was the conversation last year about Malik versus Logan Woodside. And we're looking at the Titans backup quarterback job saying, well, it's not just about Malik. It's about what happens if Ryan Tannehill goes down and how ready you are to play and win a football game. And that was a a difficult thing for, for Mike Vrabel and for this Titans coaching staff to decide is do we trust Logan Woodside more than we trust Malik Willis with winning a football game? If he does have to play, let's say week four, Uh, they ultimately decided to go with Malik. I think they ultimately got proven wrong in that decision Because by the end of the year, they were rolling with Josh Dobbs, who they felt like gave them a better chance to win one football game uh, than Malik in a given instance. So when you look at a backup experience and NFL experience in a game, starting a game against a good team, Malik started a game against the Kansas city chiefs. That kind of thing matters a lot uh, with how ready you are to step up to the plate. So as of right now, Malik is the number two. What does that mean for the future? That I don't think that means Malik is ahead of Will Levis long-term in the Titans' eyes or long-term in his development. But for on the field right now, I think he's the backup in a pretty close battle in which neither guy has really separated himself.
0: Well, it's going to heat up when training camp starts at the end of July. Bryce Young, starter. C.J. Stroud, Starter. Anthony Richard, Richardson, starter. Will Levis, third string developmental quarterback. Now, what, whatever that is, whatever that scenario is, those are the cold, hard facts. We knew that Will Levis needed to be developed, though. So that's not a knock on Will Levis. He's got to progress, and the benefit for him, and whenever he starts in the NFL, he will start an NFL football game. One day. I don't know when it's going to be and they're probably not going to be week one, but he's going to start one day. How much can he improve on his accuracy and his decision-making and his pocket presence in the NFL game to be that guy? Uh, Let's get to a few super chats because I I think a couple of super chats bring up some good topics. Andre says, I would love for Willis to show they wasted a second rounder and a chance for a wide receiver for an overrated interception machine in Levis we knew Malik needed time we also know that Will Levis needs time so Andre you can have your opinion on on Levis but both needed time Malik Willis has had more time in the NFL so I think there's value there well Noah says Malik and Will have been neck and neck with Malik having some higher highs Will having some lower lows would you agree with
1: Noah's statement No, uh, I would, I would say that I think Will Levis has had both the higher highs and the lower lows and Malik has been a little bit more steady, which is weird to say about Malik Willis, who, you know, that, that really hasn't been his MO with the Titans. Uh, I do think Will Levis still has all the goods when he's going right. Um, And you've seen that on display. When he's going right to his right or when he's, everything is going right. Both (laughs) literally and literally and figuratively. Uh, But yeah, when things are going good for Will Levis, things are really good. Uh, I think Malik Willis, though, has just done a better job so far of weathering the storm. And if we know Mike Vrabel, it's that you can't have low lows. It's that you have to protect the football. It's all of the things about the quarterback are about limiting damage and making sure that you're giving your team the best chance to win. Will Levis turning the football over, some of the accuracy issues and decision-making issues that he has had are concerning for a guy like Vrabel. So that's why I think Willis right now is the backup because he's done a better job of keeping it here while Will Levis is going like this. So Kane brings up, how are they that
0: close Has Malik thrown multiple picks or fumbles multiple snaps? Y'all said Levis was better. How is that close? Make it make sense. And, you know, there also is some nuance to this, Sam, because as you said, the media doesn't get to watch
1: all of practice, right? So, like, can't report on all of practice either. We do get to watch all of practice now. We don't get to watch. We just don't get to watch every practice, and we don't get to report on some of practice. So, I mean, it's all, you know, it, it, it's unfortunate. Mike Vrabel brings it up in press conferences. Sometimes we're all like, Hey, Mike offense had a great day today. And he's like, well, glad you weren't here yesterday. Like glad, glad you didn't see how sloppy it was yesterday. So whatever you're hearing out of any NFL camp, this time of year is not necessarily, you have to take it all with a grain of salt knowing that there are 80% of the days media is not allowed in the building for. That's the difference in training camp. We are out there all day, every day. We're seeing basically everything. Uh, Fans are out there seeing a lot of it. And so we get to see how these guys stack days, like you mentioned. I, I don't know how Malik did Tuesday. I don't know how Malik did Monday. I just know what I saw on Wednesday.
0: All right. So Malik Willis did have a good practice yesterday and you spoke to Malik after practice for some time and asked him about some of the developmental things that he's been working on and and he showcased on the field yesterday. We'll hear from Malik Willis. Uh, We've got that coverage and that video on deck.
1: But Sam, tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute. The Bone and Joint Institute, they're the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, and you can visit them at boneandjointtn.org. Go see them out in Franklin. They've got a state-of-the-art rehab facility to assist you in your recovery, and everything is under one roof with the Bone and Joint Institute. They've got imaging. They've got research. They've got surgery. They've got rehab. It's all under the same roof. No driving point A to point B to point C appointment to appointment to appointment this is convenience this is great coverage and great care with the bone and joint institute out in franklin you have to know who to trust when you get hurt in life so go see our friends at the bone and joint institute at boneandjointtn.org. and
0: it is e-sports download the bet mgm app they're the title sponsor of this show use the bonus code atoz sports because they are the king of sports books You can bet on baseball. You got anything that you can kind of get your hands on. You got the U.S. Open on tap. So bet MGM, download the app, and use that bonus code ATOZ Sports. All right, Sam, you talked to Malik Willis yesterday, kind of set the tone on what we're about to hear and what
1: was kind of discussed. Well, I I talked to Charles London as well before practice, the Titans' uh, new passing game coordinator, quarterbacks coach who uh, I had to have a pretty honest conversation with about Malik and said, look, this time last year, all we heard from Mike Vrabel, from Malik, from Pat O'Hara, was that his brain and his body weren't exactly in sync. Malik knew where to go with the football more times than not, but didn't execute the timing of certain plays to get his body in a position to make a throw. That's why things were off. That's why he had accuracy issues, throwing behind guys. It's why he didn't pull the trigger on a lot of throws and got himself into trouble throughout training camp in the preseason. Mike Vrabel saying, well, Malik needs to throw the football. But I talked to Charles London about how Malik has grown in that area. He was very complimentary. And then I got to spend like five minutes with Malik after practice, discussing the expectations for him going into his rookie year, whether or not those things were fair what he feels like he's been doing really well with and how he feels like he's grown heading into year two, because not only did Malik look really good on the practice field yesterday, Zach, I thought he looked like he was having fun. He was looking loose and free, something that we haven't seen out of him a ton, but I think some of that's because the Titans were playing off script. uh, And that's what Malik feels like is a big strength of his. Here is Titans quarterback Malik Willis, some of the best stuff I heard from him yesterday.
0: Uh, kind of a good way to, to sort of let's go into the out and end into the real offseason on like like that.
2: Uh, I think it was cool that we got to go out there and just play ball. Uh, we had a call it day, so no scripts to read or focus on. So it was just good to go out there and see those guys execute and uh, just have some energy. What would you say are some of the things that you need to work on, and some of the things that you are already good at? I think working off schedule is something I probably been good at, but uh, just executing each play, getting in, staying on schedule, doing everything to make sure we're in the right place, understanding what entails, what comes with that. So, I mean. A lot of people took bad but I mean what you can do with three games, uh, you know, sporadic during the season, your rookie season you're trying to learn. Everybody says you're gonna do project this, project that, but I mean understanding coming in every day trying to get better at what I can do and get more comfortable in what we try to do here. So just understanding my lack is, uh, my deficiencies and Try to just go in and focus on and work on each day.
1: We heard from you last year talking a lot about uh, like trying to get your body in rhythm with your brain, saying you know where to go. It's about getting your timing down when delivering that ball. And uh, Charles London said you've been doing a really good job at growing in that area throughout the off season. How do you feel like you've taken a step there? Uh,
2: I'm just trying to utilize, you know, the ability God's given me, and uh, just try to get on rhythm, get, like you say, and that's all playing on schedule. When it's time to throw the ball, let it rip, not see him open, then let it rip. And that just comes with repetition and being comfortable. So, Couple interesting
1: things there, Zach. So number one, letting it rip, playing on schedule, where he feels like he's needed to grow and where he would say is the biggest area he has grown. That's what Charles London told me too, said he's more comfortable playing off schedule and those are his strengths. And then asked about, his rookie season and says, well, you know, people are going to take negative away from it, but what can I really do with three sporadic games here and there? They say project this project that, but I feel like I got better. What's your reaction to hearing Malik after practice and some of the things he had to say? Well, I think, you
0: know, he's definitely grown. He definitely speaks a little bit differently than he does as a rookie. And that's how every player is. You know, if you, it's just, It's just growth. It's human grown man growth. You you go from a boy and you go, you go from playing for with Hugh freeze, looking at billboards with SpaghettiOs to get your plays. And now your whole life is encompassed in learning this offense, taking care of your body, making the right decisions, learning from others, like you're, you're, you've got a job, I mean, uh, right? You just think about it as going from college and then getting your first job. you got to be thrown into this, and how can you adapt? I feel like Malik Willis, per, the perception, at least in my mind, is that he has improved. That's a positive. That's what, because, and a lot of the chat has said this, we knew that Malik Willis, just like Will Levis, is a project you know, we don't expect the same thing that we do from or did from Joe Burrow or Trevor Lawrence or what we will from Bryce Young and those first-round overall picks. Like We're just not going to It's – they're not the same. And Malik Willis really struggled with his decision-making and throwing the football, and that offense looked like, to be honest – And uh, I hate to do this, but it it looked like one of those old Bears offenses where the defense was going to have to win you the game. The quarterback was not going to. And he had a couple scenarios where he needed to go get points, through an interception. Or fourth down, couldn't make it against Kansas City, right? So, like, those things have to improve. And I feel like you got to see it to believe it. I think the real proof will be this preseason. How Malik, it's not going to matter because what I think is going to happen, Ryan Tannehill won't start a couple of these preseason games. Maybe not any of them. And they will alternate. Will Levis will start one. Malik Willis will start one. How do you come in there and how do you perform? And what are the improvements that we see on the field? It sounds like he's improved though, thus far from end of season to where we are now, though.
1: Yeah, I think the preseason is going to be fun. I think it's going to give you a lot to watch and a lot to look out for in terms of the quarterback play. We're not going to see Logan Woodside like the last year's preseason. You might get a drive of Tannehill here or there, but not really. It's going to be Malik for a little bit. And then Logan Woodside checks into the game for the second half and everybody kind of falls asleep on their couch and turns it off. There is none of that this preseason. I I mean, it's going to be Malik Willis or Will Levis. You're going to have to watch every snap, every play, and you're going to be really infatuated with how these quarterbacks do. Something else I thought was interesting from that whole uh, kind of interview conversation with Malik was what he said at the very beginning. He had fun. And why did he say he had fun? Well, there was no playbook, no script to follow. It was just an off script you know, call it, do it day Malik does well off schedule Malik does good when he doesn't have a script to follow. I don't think there's any debating that, that he is strong in that area. When a play goes haywire, Malik is able to make something happen more often than not. What we have seen him struggle with is executing an offense, executing a play call. What happens more in football? Right. And and executing the script, which happens, you know, a vast majority of plays. And and so I'm sure that's what Mike Vrabel would tell you is, you know, it's great if Malik can play off schedule and do great when there's not a script to follow. I'd like to see him be able to execute the script because that's what we're going to be doing in a game. So for all this growth that we talk about, we need to keep that in mind and also look out for that as training camp and preseason gets here. How does Malik run the offense? I mean, his best play of the preseason last year, he got benched right after it because Mike Vrabel said he's not throwing the ball, he's not running the offense how it's supposed to be ran. So this is Malik Willis's sort of arc as an NFL player, and the growth is good for now. We just have to see it in a more realistic game scenario. We'll listen to Charles London on Willis here in a second, but Sam, you're a movie guy,
0: right? Yeah. It's like Malik Willis would be great in a Judd Apatow film because you're constantly just improving and it's the funniest line is going to get into the movie, but he'd be terrible under Martin Scorsese. Yeah. And and I think the coaching staff is correct. Winning is more Martin Scorsese because Patrick Patrick Mahomes can do both, right? Like he is the best actor. That can do be funny and also you know play the dramatic role. He's Adam Sandler, right? I mean, right, and that's <laughs> that's tough to be, right? That's very tough to be. But Malik Willis really has got to improve in read one, two, three. I saw a comment also saying, you know, what does he have around him? You know, he's not playing with the best of talent either. But that's going to help him because Sam. These two quarterbacks, whoever actually ends up making it for the Titans, whether it's Malik Willis or Will Levis, and I do believe for a period of time we will have one year where one of the two will be the starting quarterback for the majority of the season. I think that there's going to be better talent around them. There may not be Derrick Henry, right? They may not be able to hand it off to Derrick Henry, but Traylon Burks and Chig and some other piece are going to get better we've seen enough from those two guys to know that they're adequate i think the titans with time they will have those pieces they've just got to develop maybe without those pieces let's get to charles london because you said you you talked to him on malik willis here was uh, malik willis's coach on that developmental process to be on time yeah i i think he's gotten i think he's gotten better from that aspect and really a credit to him he was tasked with that this offseason he put in a lot of time on his own individually even before otas came about just on footwork and timing and progressions and what we're expecting from each throw so uh, i give the player a lot of credit for coming out here and trying to improve a little bit and uh i want him to continue to improve and look forward to him competing uh in our training camp there you go that's it i well, you know he was very thorough and uh i i trust charles london and what he's trying to do with these quarterbacks And that's a big thing. You can't develop quarterbacks unless you have somebody to develop and somebody developing, right? So you got to have both coach and player. And I think they've got a good coach and they've got – and we'll find out Tim Kelly and his strengths within the offense. I think that's more targeted to Tannehill and winning football games. But they got to kind of do both. Here's our question because the chat has been – pretty wild today I mean we we watched the chat and it's it's gotten a little bit further on into the show before we've gotten to this question but who do you think should win the Titans backup quarterback job so who are you rooting for essentially right is it Malik Willis or is it Will Levis this is a personal chat question and what do you think so we'll ask that question but Sam please tell everybody how to get rid of those spam callers on the phone. I don't have them anymore as much.
1: You don't have them as more any much. That's Aura.com. That is Aura.com because Aura can do the hard work to keep you safe online. It's kind of scary how much information is out there and uh, really everything that's available to somebody who wants to find out your information online, your name, your phone number your relatives even like it it can get pretty thorough and pretty scary it's why you need aura you need to be safe online there are data brokers who buy and sell your information that's why you get spam callers these robo callers unknown numbers just spam after spam after spam after advertisement online. So stay safe online with Aura.com. It takes just a couple minutes. You download the app. You put in some information about you know exactly what you're looking for out of the service because they offer a lot. Uh, but you put in what you're looking for and within just a couple hours, Aura removes and puts in opt-out requests on your behalf to keep you safe online. They also have a VPN They have uh, software to protect your devices from malware. They have parental controls for the internet. So uh, everything that it takes to really be safe online. It's a big and scary place on the internet today, as we all know. So make sure you are protected with Aura. Get a two-week free trial by using the link Aura.com slash ATOZ. That's Aura.com slash ATOZ. You see it at the bottom of your screen there to get a two-week free trial with Aura. AZ Sports powered by
0: BetMGM. Use the bonus code A-T-O-Z Sports. They're the king of sports book. They got you covered and you get a risk-free bet. You get bonus bet, which is huge. You get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first best bet misses. That is with BetMGM. If you're a new user, use that promo code A-T-O-Z Sports. Real quick, I want to get to a comment which asked about Charles London, uh, if I scroll back up. Uh, and essentially is what experience does Charles London have? I, he's got some experience. Now here's the connection. He was the running backs coach with the Houston Texans. Uh, there's the connection with Tim Kelly and Mike Vrabel. So running backs coach, he was the uh, quarterback's coach to develop Desmond Ritter last year with the Atlanta Falcons. He's come over since then. He's been an offensive guy and now he's got these tasked to develop two guys. And those two guys are are what we're asking about. The question is, who are you rooting for to win this backup
1: job? I think Charles London's a really interesting guy. I mean, he was very highly thought of in league circles. He was a contender for a number of offensive coordinator positions. The Titans kind of swooned him and brought him over here to take over the quarterbacks coach uh, position. But he has experience not just developing a young rookie quarterback and these young guys but developing a guy in Desmond Ritter who was not a first-round pick. like It's not like Charles London sat down and figured out how to get the most out of Trevor Lawrence. He found a day-two quarterback and made him get better as the season went on. Desmond Ritter was not the starter at the beginning of the season for Atlanta. After taking over for Marcus Mariota, his quarterback rating improved every game that he played in his three starts. He got better each week, week over week. So it's a very interesting resume for a guy who is coming into a QB situation with two day two quarterbacks on the roster that both need some help and some development. He's got experience doing that.
0: Yeah, so the question is, who are you rooting for to win the Titans backup job as they close out OTAs and mini camps, go on a little break before training camp starting July 25th? Malik Willis or Will Levis? Let's go to the chat. This is going to be interesting. Uh, Mr. Jones says Willis. So does Steven. Willis from Eric. Levis from John. Malik from Brian. Malik talking about McNair from Mr. Jones. Uh, Malik Willis from Deshaun Washington. Malik from Noah. Levis. So it doesn't show uh, or doesn't look like the Titans set a second round pick on fire, which there's some value there, and it's a long play. Willis from Ashley, Levis from Connor, Malik from Will Dotson, Malik from Titan Up, Malik, but it's a good problem to have from Polly D. Uh, we've got a lot of like the best options. Like, of course, it's like you want whoever is the best quarterback. But uh, Scary Harry says Malik. Uh, Steve says Malik. Davidson says Malik. Levis from Billy Jones. Caleb says Malik Willis. Nothing against Levis. Connor says Levis. Uh, it better be Levis. They both suck, though, from all right, then. Uh, Jared says, Malik, we've got a, whoever ca- – or don't care whoever earns it, rooting for both. That's not necessarily answering the question. Will Levis should be the number two. He was picked to be the future by the new general manager. So Jason brings up a fair point there with Rand Carthon selecting and trading up to select Will Levis. Pastor Raymond says, Malik, Levis uh, – Lee says Malik I, honestly Sam there's a ton of comments the majority is Malik Willis are you surprised at that
1: I am are you rooting for I am yeah I mean who do you think should win the backup job I am surprised by the Malik Willis answer maybe I shouldn't be I mean Will Levis had his fair share of haters coming out of college. People didn't love the pick. You and I, both Will Levis guys coming out of Kentucky. Austin, very much in the camp of anti-Will Levis coming out of Kentucky. So maybe I shouldn't be, but I am because we've seen Malik Willis. uh, And I feel like most Titans fans, for for most Titans fans, that ship has kind of sailed. So yeah, I am surprised by, by that overwhelming response.
0: So where are you? What do you think on this
1: question? I am pretty firmly going to say Will Levis. I I think he should win the job. I would be rooting for him to win the job. I think it's better for the Titans if he wins the job. Kind of for all of the reasons listed and then some. Number one, Rand Carthon, I think is a great point. Malik is John Robinson's guy. If you have faith in Rand Carthon, if you want Rand Carthon to prove to be a success, if your general manager is going to hit, he has to get the quarterback position right. And not only did he use a second round pick on Will Levis, he traded up to get Will Levis and really sacrificed an opportunity, not knowing he was doing so at the time, to get one of those impact wide receivers out of UT, Jalen Hyatt or Cedric Tillman, by trading down in the third round to trade up in the second round to go and get Will Levis. So the investment is more steep for Levis. I also think the reason Levis should be the backup and Titans fans should be rooting for him to be the backup is what I said. We have seen the Malik Willis show in person, at speed, and do I think As a rookie? Room- As a rookie, do I think there's room for Malik to grow? Absolutely. Do I think the player he was last year is who he's going to be for the rest of his career? No. But you, uh, everybody would agree, you need excellence at the quarterback position. You need to elevate your quarterback play to the next level. And Will Levis is still the guy we haven't seen. He's still the guy with the big arm. He's still the guy who hasn't had a chance to prove it in a game. And if I'm a Titans fan, I'm rooting for the guy that I think there's a higher upside for that is still more of a mystery to me. And number three, Zach, and maybe the biggest one, is the precedent the league has told you about a player like Malik Willis. I don't know if you've heard the stat or not. In the last 15 years, four times an NFL team has drafted a quarterback On the first two days of the NFL draft, that's rounds one through three. And then proceeded to draft another quarterback in the first three rounds the very next season. Malik Willis to Will Levis was the fifth time it's happened in the last 15 years. The first four, Sean Mannion with the Rams, preceded by Jared Goff. Josh Rosen with the Cardinals, who then drafted Kyler Murray. Deshaun Kaiser with the Cleveland Browns who then drafted Cody Kessler and Cody Kessler with the Cleveland Browns who then drafted Baker Mayfield traded back traded 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 backup within the first 2 years for all four of those guys. The league precedent tells you that if you are drafted in the first 3 rounds and a team is ready to move on to another guy Whether that's because you're not that GM's guy, you're not that head coach's guy, or you just weren't that good, your future with that team is limited and probably coming to an end. So for all of those reasons, it's Will Levis for me over Malik Willis if I'm a Titans fan or even from an an outsider's perspective looking in on what's better for the organization.
0: Those are some pretty telling stats. Now they're just it's just history, right? Like that's all it is. There's you know history can be changed, but all those other quarterbacks that were moved on from, and and some of them were the Cleveland Browns that aren't very good at picking anybody. But I do think that that's eye opening. A couple of super chats um, from before, excuse me. Kane says, what you're saying is Levis is sporadic and makes bad decisions when the lights come on and Malik is more consistent, but it's close. Uh, Andre says, so Will Levis could be the Rex Grossman of the Titans. And Major Keys says, Sam, that was a last resort desperation pick. I don't know exactly what Major Keys was referring to there. And that one just...
1: Maybe maybe Levis at 33. (coughs) Maybe. Maybe.
0: I'm not... I'm not sure, but uh, and Major Keys, if you want to follow back up, we'll look for that comment. Um, I think you bring up very good points. Uh, I have my answer, and I'm going to get to my answer, but first I'm going to tell everybody about Krebs Kubota. Krebs Kubota is the trusted Kubota dealer, the elite Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee, Columbia, Franklin, and Murfreesboro at KrebsKubota.com. Middle Tennessee's preferred equipment dealer. That means they sell Service and supply parts for the best equipment in the industry. Has a large selection of inventory at all three of their locations. They believe in customer satisfaction. It is rooted deep into outstanding parts that they have, the service department that they also have, and their goal is to be the best Kubota dealer in Middle Tennessee, and that's what they are. Krebs Kubota, that's Krebs with a K, K K-R-E-B-S, Kubota.com. Visit them today. That's Krebs Kaboda.
1: Today's show is powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books. Use the bonus code ATOZ sports and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Best way to get involved with sports gambling is when the risk is limited and you can get your money back. You can do that with BetMGM. Sign up using that code ATOZ sports and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win with BetMGM and BetMGM.com. Zach, Major Keys has come back uh, with saying, yeah, he was talking about the Levis pick being an investment and why I thought uh, Levis as the backup was better for the Titans. And, uh, you know, I don't necessarily agree with the idea that Levis was a last-second desperation pick for the Titans. You'll remember, Ran and Mike Vrabel were trying to trade back into the first round to get this guy. I, I mean... They had faith in him to try and draft him in the first round, get that fifth year option. They were able to get him at 33. They gave up, you know, I mean, they didn't give up a future first round pick, but they traded down in the third round and gave up a future pick to go get him. So they did invest draft capital in him, certainly more than you drafted than you used on Malik. I mean, 33 overall is basically a first rounder in terms of where that pick is. Um, so I, I don't I don't think there's any debating the fact that they made a pretty substantial investment into Will Levis.
0: Yeah, they did. Another super chat says so. You're saying that even Malik is better. Need to follow Rand. No. That's crazy.
1: Look, th- this, but this is what you were saying, right? Yes, you want the better player to be the backup. Duh. I, I mean, we we're trying to predict here which quarterback we think will be better, which quarterback we hope excels and earns that spot. Who do you think will be better and should be better and want to be better? That's what we're asking. We're not saying Malik's here. Will Levis is here. Give it to Levis anyway, because Rand picked him instead of John Robinson. I'm saying if I'm a Titans fan, I'm rooting for Will Levis to go and earn it.
0: Yeah, and Valentina, the question is who do you want not who do you expect? Malik Willis has the upper hand. He he he's been in the league before, right? So just like anything, is experience is valued. So here's where, you know, Sam, you and I disagree with the chat because the two of us agree. The answer is Will Levis. Who has the highest ceiling? You want that guy to progress much quicker who has the better attributes will levis who did they give up trade capital more trade capital to go get that's will levis they made the investment who did they draft over after they 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 got a practice squad guy to prevent malik willis from playing doesn't mean that malik willis can't improve but you want will levis to be the next franchise quarterback of this franchise that's what you want and one step to do that is to earn and win the backup job as a rookie over a guy who has more experience it, it let's get logical here guys there's nothing more is there's, there's nothing like who do you you know whose personality is better this is who's a 6-3 rocket arm quick firing quarterback that they traded up to get versus
1: well, not that it matters a ton but who has an extra year of control on his contract too. Uh- I mean that does go into it. Who did your new general manager hand
0: pick? Over a guy who look, he could have gotten to know uh, at a short circuit of it, but the answer is Will Levis. You want Will Levis to win this job and to be the guy and to be the guy that Tom Brady is telling you, "Hey, Don't worry about all these yahoos that were drafted above you. Go do work and become the great quarterback that you want to become and that you think that you can become. Noah brings up Malik is doing well over Levis is not an indictment on Rand. By all metrics, Malik was bad last year. Information at the time said Malik didn't have it. That's true from Noah, right? And to a degree, you've got to go based on what you're told as a new general manager from the people in the building, and then what you see on tape, which wasn't very good, the actions of the franchise regarding Malik Willis. I think think Will Levis will improve this training camp. I don't know who's going to win. That's the fun of this, right? We're going to get the popcorn ready and watch. But, Sam, I'm with you. Will Levis is who needs to win this uh, backup quarterback job. Will he?
1: I don't know. But that's who needs to do it. I think in their eyes, like this is, I was on a podcast yesterday, made a podcast appearance and was asked about the QB room and the battle between these two. And the way I kind of worded it then was I think Will Levis is the future in the Titans eyes. I I think he's the guy they are expecting to be their long-term solution. But Malik is their lottery ticket. Malik is that Powerball that, you know, you, you paid a couple dollars for that you you threw in your wallet, you have no expectations for, but you're hanging on to it thinking maybe I'll check the numbers when they come in. And if it hits, that's great. I can, I can throw out, I can empty out my Robin hood account and I can get rid of all my other bigger investments that I've made. Like Malik is the lottery ticket to Levis's future. How many that teams have
0: won me- the lottery in the history of the NFL in the last 20 years?
1: I think Let's, you could make an argument like that Russell I mean,
0: Wilson, Dak
1: I think Prescott, the Eagles with Jalen hurts. Jalen hurts. He's a second round quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady, obviously Tom Brady, but I, I mean, it, it's a limited number. Like you said, like it's not, it's a lottery ticket. That's it's what a long it shot. is. That's what, I mean, you knew Malik was raw. You knew he had, plus tools as far as I think, don't you think concerned. they're both
0: lottery tickets sam huh don't you think they're
1: both lottery tickets if they're both lottery tickets will levis is like a hundred dollar 50 50 scratch off malik is like your five dollar Powerball for to win a you know a couple million dollars like I that, that's the yeah great like we, we you have a really good idea you've you paid more for levis you think he's got a better chance of hitting yeah, exactly. Yeah, $100 scratch off for, is is what Will Levis is. And then Malik's the $1, maybe I win 5000000 million. We'll see. We'll find out when they read the numbers on the news. So you hold on to both of them, but there's really one that you feel like is the smarter, better option.
0: All right, let's get to the magic bucket. We've had a great show talking about this backup quarterback battle. But I'm going to tell you guys quickly about Wilson County Hyundai. Your perfect make and model is right around the corner. That is the Hyundai Palisade, full-size SUV, third-row seating. That is the Sonata, four-door sedan. They've got the Elantra, the Tucson, the Santa Fe. They even have the Ionic, which is battery-powered. Payne Bone and his team, that family-owned and operated, that's the dealership. It's a quick trip down I-40, exit 236. Go test drive your perfect make and model or look online at wilsoncountyhyundai.com.
1: Today's show powered by BetMGM, the king of sports books, because you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets. When you go place your first bet, use that bonus code. It's ATOZsports on the app. And even if your first bet loses, you can still get up to $1,000 back in the form of a bonus bet. Get your money back with the king of sports books and make every game in play mean that much more at BetMGM.com and the BetMGM app.
0: Let's get to the magic bucket. All right, Sam. See you next
1: time. How how have you been doing with the magic bucket recently? Have you had a? I've well,
0: I don't want to jinx myself. I've had some like easier ones where I have to like do something now or sing or you know do semi easy
1: ones. So those are the ones that yeah, I think those are the ones we root for. The ones that you can just get out of the way. The ones that affect your whole day, like when, uh, that aren't looming when you had me eat, I think it was you, you had me eat the KFC double down for dinner that night. That one was, I was not looking forward to that all day. (laughs) And it was just like, uh, I I came back home from the gym. I'm like, all right, time to, time to get my nice healthy Chipotle bowl in my body. And I said, "Mm, I have to eat a KFC double down. I have to drive out there and go. Yeah. Those are the worst ones. Uh, all right, you or me? You decide. All right, this will be for me. <clears throat> oh, come on now. Well, I won't be on tomorrow's show. What do I do if it's a tomorrow's show and I won't be on tomorrow's show? What is it? Wear sunglasses on tomorrow's show. Well, so make a note for
0: it. I'm sure you'll probably do a show
1: at some point next week, and let's you can just do it that way. All right, sunglasses. It is. See, that's hey, we like that one. That's a, that's a nice one. Although, I don't have sunglasses. I might get some. Should I get you, here's you don't a own question.
2: sunglasses? That's a whole other I'm,
1: story. I'm not a sunglass guy. I don't think I pull them off, they make my face look weird. Well, they're they're, I,
0: they're for like a utility of like protecting
1: your eyes. I understand that, but I'm always about how I look before everything else. Okay. That is, all right. It, the question is, do I get eight, like the aviators, like the big lenses, or do I get some like pit vipers and something that's just obnoxious with like the that, the bar across the middle? I would get I something you can wear at training camp because it gets hot. Well, David's right. I don't like the sun in general. So, yeah. All right, here we go. For you, I think you've done this. Maybe not. This is, in my opinion, the worst one in the bucket. I'm just going to get that get that out of the way uh say i want you to take i i want to take you out to a nice seafood dinner and then head back to my place and see what happens in a sexy voice into the microphone
0: i don't i can't remember if i've done this one or like the sex noises into the microphone because that there's another one in there um I, you, I know I've
1: done this, and Austin has done this. Well,
0: one. will you type it out and send it to me so I can remember it? Because that's a long line.
1: I don't
0: uh, think I'm going to remember.
1: It, I can send it in a chat as uh, everybody goes on about how dramatic I am. Yeah, uh, I'm a drama queen. What can I say? As
0: you do that, uh, another super chat coming in says, I'm going for Malik. I get it. He ain't Rand's guy, but Rand jumped the gun on a quarterback with a rookie development Middle quarterback already on the roster. That's why you. That's why there's a backup battle, right? That's the theme of the show. Um, uh,
1: there we go. All right, it's in the chat. That comment's going to be uh, interesting with no context. But, all right,
0: so you know. so um, give me the
1: full description of the thing so I, I can do it in the right term. You have to say that into the uh-huh. microphone in a sexy voice. Is all is all it says. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm gonna preemptively cringe here. Here we go.
0: Yeah. I want to take you out to a nice seafood dinner, then head back to my place, and let's see what happens.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I'm telling I would you never, like, true. no
0: one would ever say that to, if anybody said that
1: to, like, try to pick up a girl, they'd be like, take a hike, buddy this uh, this is literally i think like the worst one in the bucket when i first it, it's just it makes my skin crawl doing and it like here and, and, and i do it. I
0: sound like the movie guy because I keep be like hey can let me take you out to a nice seafood di-? like that's just yeah. i don't know i don't know what a sexy voice is to be honest yeah it's so. your
1: trailer voice you have to use your movie yeah it's yeah. more
0: creepy yeah i I'll admit more creepy than sexy but Maybe that's just who I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you learn something about yourself every day, I guess. Here we go. More creepy than sexy. There you go.
0: Well, hey, great show today, Sam. Uh, We got a lot accomplished uh, in talking about this quarterback battle, and we'll obviously monitor it throughout the course of the offseason. Great Titans Thursday. We'll be back bright and early tomorrow morning on a Friday. So make sure you like the show before you go and subscribe to our YouTube channel and also check out all of our social media channels and like and follow, including Twitter, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. And we'll see you tomorrow. Adios.